to the Real Estate Marketing Podcast. My name is Jerome Lewis. I am your host for today. The Real Estate Marketing Podcast is a podcast with two purposes. This is where we talk marketing, tech, business, and leadership for real estate agents, real estate investors, and real estate entrepreneurs. Our two purposes are, one, to educate and inform our audience and listeners. Purpose number two, Alexander, to spotlight you, your business, your service, or your product in a way that provides value to you, including market exposure and content creation. With that, we have a very special guest, Alexander Nouveau. Alexander Nouveau is the founder of a real estate lead generation company, an executive resume service, and recently, www.nouveaustartups.com, which is a company that helps business owners rapidly scale their businesses. Alexander, I'm excited that you're here. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, Jerome. Absolutely. You're welcome. So I would like to talk with you today about, um, I want to talk about a few things with you and did some talking in the green room. We talked about adding massive value. We talked about um, uh, getting specific results. So before we talk about those things, I would like for you to tell us how you got to where you are today. You talked about those startups, you've owned those companies. Tell us how you got to where you are today. Take us on that journey. Yeah, absolutely. So I was like most of you, which is working a nine to five job. And uh, this actually happened in 2015. I was sitting in a Starbucks up by a girl who later become my wife. Now she denies picking me up, but I tell her it's her fault that she sat down next to me and I started the conversation. <laughs> but you know, you, you meet the one you want to, you fall in love with. I knew within a few months and this was 2015 and I was thinking about my future and the time and I was thinking about my career and how hard I have to work to get what I wanted. And I was like, you know, I'm just not going to get there at a nine to five job. And so in 2016, about a year later, I quit and I tried to start my first business. It failed <laughs> spectacularly. And so I, I said, okay, well, I got to figure out something else, get a job or whatever. And so I, I, I said, okay, I'm going to have as for 50 bucks and they did a great job. And I, I said, ah, I can sell this for a lot more. This is adding massive value. You can think about it. If you have a resume, and a resume gets you a job, depending on your salary, your job for two or three years, you're making $100,000, you're adding two or $300,000 worth of value. So I did that. Um, that relationship with the writer did not work out. So I had to write, learn how to do it myself. <laughs> and over the years, I just kept on adding massive value. Now that particular business, I write for C-suites, numbers, execs. Uh, I have folks going after some of the most prestigious Fortune 500 companies. I've got a guy in Germany who's who's got the cell phone number of the chancellor on his cell phone. I mean, these are the kind of people I work with. I can't share names, even share company names, but uh, that particular company is massively valuable. Uh, I charge 20 times whatever largest and people line up to pay because I add massive value. You know, if I'm talking about getting somebody a job that's going to pay them, you know, half a million a year, if not millions, then my service, what I charge, what I value, my expertise, and, my, and this is my team that works there is massive. After doing that, I had a friend who was a marketing guy and he helped me, you know, we were just talking about real estate because I wanted to be an, become an investor. And we got into the, we started doing lead gen for myself and I realized I didn't want to be, well, here's a phrase that I always say and I think that everyone else should think about. So, you know about the gold rush of 1849, that's when a bunch of people went from the East to Cisco. Well, mm -hmm. who do you think the first millionaires were? Gold miners or the people selling those? The shoveler. Well, I know by now the, the people that sold the shovels. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, well, you know, 
Um, why don't I just provide people who are going after the gold, gold the shovels? I got into providing them leads. And for me, it's, it's something that I'm, I'm, I'm experienced at. I already knew how to do. And I, I, I'm a marketing and sales guy. There's not much I can add there. It's the same thing that everyone else does. I just have the skill set to be able to do it on different platforms. Uh, from there, last year in, this is 2021, 2022, January, I come up to me and say, hey, you know, I need some help with my business. I said, sure. Spent six weeks with them, six weeks with them, blew it up, massively successful. I was like, you know what? This is awesome. And this client's awesome. You, know, you guys know how it works. Sometimes you got great clients. Sometimes you got ones you're like, oh yes. my God, are they calling me again? Please. <laughs> and so, and then my, my daughter was born in, in, in March of last year. She just turned one, by the way, last week. She's, she's very- Congratulations. Adorable. March when? Yeah. And March 9th. Nice. Yeah. She's a Pisces like me. Yeah. Yeah. She's great. And so I took about six months off from work and I said to myself, you know, I like this whole helping business and growing their businesses. And so uh, I contacted some people to put on some workshops just to teach small business owners, you know, how to massively scale, get results, win more business, just live their dream lives. And people started coming up to me afterwards and say, Hey, could, could, could I be, can you coach me? And so the first few clients, you know, like I had conversations like this and, and Jerome, this is what we talked about the dream room, which is what I want to talk about, which is, you know, everybody here listening has a dream of what you want out of life. That's time freedom. That's freedom. That's the freedom to live and be who you want and not have to report to anybody. Be your own boss. And so I believe that business is able to get there. Some people like me are nerds about business and I just love business. I don't think I'll ever retire. But some people, they're like, you know what? If I can work one hour a week and do everything I want, I want that. And so what I did, so I started having this conversation with them. And then from there, I've just been coaching folks and putting on programs and I've, I've been invited to speak. I started presenting at SCORE, which is a, a nonprofit that um, that helps other folks grow their businesses. I'm, I'm actually a SCORE success story. I had a mentor years ago, helping massively. I give back by teaching workshops to them across the country. And so we put on a couple of workshops and other, other chapters started approaching us. Now I'm doing workshops in probably majority of the states in the United States. I just do them virtually. So if you guys want to see me at one of those, you can uh, teach them. I, I usually teach a couple of those a week. But yeah, that's that's me now. And so my future goals are, uh, I want to be like Jerome here, who's been a massive success. He's got a, he's got, a, he's got a books. He's got this pot. I mean, Jerome, yeah, you didn't know I was going to say this, but I, 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 I told Jerome before I, I joined, I was like, man, you've done some really cool stuff with this thing. But that's my plan is add massive value, help people get results and kind of get my message out there and start, uh, get people help their, help them win their dreams and and live their dream life. That's kind of my plan. Thank thank you for sharing that. I would love to help you in any way I can or any any connect any connections, any network and opportunities I have. Um, I'd be happy to add that to you. So I, I really appreciate you. Now I, I I would like to get into the questions and why, one of the things that you mentioned um when we, a little bit earlier is like how everybody kind of does the same thing and that made me think like you know, commodity, right? So people like for me, like people come in, oh, what is your prices? I'm like, my prices are not what everybody else's prices are because I don't have the same services that everybody else's has. That made me think of the word commodity. So can you tell us what a commodity is and start and tell us how we can not be a commodity as business owners, real estate investors, real estate agents? Let's talk about that. Yeah, that's the, this is the thing that's, if you want to know what's holding most people back and most businesses back from being massively successful, it's the commodity problem. 
Now, once you hear it, it's going to be something that you've known about, but you haven't had a label for it yet. Let me give you a quick example on how the commodity problem works. So let's say that you're driving down the street and you need gas. And you see two gas stations. Now, keep in mind, they're on the same side of the street, equal, identical. You know, sometimes it's not a hassle, but same ones. One's at 375 a gallon, one's 374. Well, if all things are equal, which one are you going to pick? pick. You're going to pick the cheaper one because if they're the same, why would you pay more? So you pay less. Now this happens in businesses too. So let's say that you're a plumber and you decide to go out there and start a business. Plumbers do or any service or any product, they go out there and look at the market and say, okay, well, everyone else is charging $100 and providing three things. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to charge $90, which is $10 less and charge four things. And what happens is you get to work plumbing and you're being successful in business. And then a few months later go by and you're like, man, losing customers. So you call around, you find out that everybody matched your prices and two new people started being plumbers and they're charging $80, which is less. And they're giving five services, which is more services. So you copy to the down bottom. bottom. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, you're in a situation where you're like, I'm not making any money. I, I have to pay bills. I got to dip in my savings. So you have to escape the commodity problem. So the next question is, how do I escape the commodity? problem that's the magic question with the magic answer that will change your life because this is the one thing that if you do it right you will make 10 20 times more than your competitors because here's the thing that wins in business this is the magic and this is from dan kennedy dan kennedy says this the company that can spend the most to acquire a customer wins what allows you to spend more to acquire a customer it's how much willing to invest in you to buy so if you can offer a service and the customer will pay you five times so let's say that you can charge a thousand dollars a service where your competitors only charge 200 you can spend 200 dollars acquiring the customer because you're massively more so so the customer the company that does that wins and that's the first thing you start with which is how do i add so much massive value that the customer will rightfully so confidently form a line at my door to hand their money knowing that i'm more expensive but going to add more value now there's the way to do it is with what's called the offer. Offer, what do you mean? What do you mean offer? Well, here's the thing. In the, in the gas station example, that the offer that you're being presented is, I have this commodity, it's virtually the same, pay a cent more here or a cent less. If you choose less, it's apples to apples. Whenever you hear apples to apples, you should be afraid, you should run, you should say, no way. Apples to apples, yeah, run away from that because if you are apples to apples, then customers compare you, and they'll they'll and they'll they'll categorize you as a commodity. And this isn't just with with gas. Think about it like this: if you're a accountant and you're a junior accountant, your range is you know I'm making this up maybe seventy to eighty thousand. If you're an intermediate accountant, you're hundred to hundred twenty expert one fifty one. I just made up the numbers, but you when you hear salary range, that is literally the commodity. So how how do you escape it? Well, you escape it with your offer. Your offer, and this is, you want to create a slam dunk offer that's so good that customers would feel silly saying no to you. I'm going to give you two variations of it. The first variation is one that actually came from the 80s and 90s. And again, this is, Dan Kennedy talks about this a lot, which, but it really it really affects the way that I look at things. And here's, here's the story of the offer, and here's what it is. So in the 80s and 90s, there's this casino that was the worst performing casino on the strip. They were just, they, and a new CEO takes over and says, I got to change things. I got to change it, turn this around. And so he said, I'm going to make an offer so good, people would feel silly saying no to it. Here's his offer. And I want the listeners to think to themselves, would you, would you say no to this? 
All right, here it is. For $3.99, I will give you a three-day, two-night hotel stay. Okay, that sounds nice. All the alcohol you want, anywhere in the casino, all day, any day. That sounds great. I will give you all the food you time in your own. And I will give you $1,000 of our own money to gamble at this casino. Would you say no to that? Hell no, you would. You would sign up. You'd buy five of them. Now, here's the thing. Here's the power of this offer. Now, some people will say, yeah, they're making the money up in gambling, whatever. And that's true. They didn't make money from gambling. But that's, that's not the success. It has to make sense from a consumer perspective and a business perspective. So when you take that offer, when the business makes the offer, they get paid up front. So imagine you sell 10,000 of these. When do you get so when do you get paid up front? You get $4 million deposited in your bank account day one. Now, when do you pay it out? Most people don't come to visit for 18 months. You have that for a year and a half before you have to pay a dime and people staying, hotel cleaning, whatever. What can you spend the money on? More marketing, improving the casino, improving the hotel, all this stuff. Also, when they show up, is that the only offer you got for them? No. When they show up, you have more offers that add massive value. So think of it like this. If you go to a grocery store and they get you with one item, like my wife would be like, hey, give me some milk. I go in there. Do I leave the grocery store with one thing? No, I buy like 10 other things because I'm in the grocery store. You guys know how this works. And right. so you want to think about your customers on what kind of value I add. It's not, and you want, to, you want to think about differently competently because that casino, yeah, they made some money on gambling, but they also made massively more money on per customer because they added more value with their offers. Now that's one aspect of it. There's a, there's a spectrum here. There's that offer. And then the other end is kind of like my business and also my, um, I'll give another example because I used the plumber earlier. So normal plumbing stuff, you'll have like plumbers who do everything. Okay, we do install, repair, we'll remodel. I mean, not all of them do everything, but a lot of times businesses will offer lots of different products and you can pick one. Well, this one company, all they do is bath remodels. That's it. Nothing else. They are the best at this one thing their prices double triple four times everybody else's when their salesmen walk in the door people say price objection they smile because it gives them an opportunity to sell their value here's the conversation they have they say yeah put low quite price person they do everything else but you know what happens if you do this wrong what happens if there's a leak or something else that you don't know about and gets covered up and you find out in five years from now when the mold is infected the entire house or made it unlivable or other problems. We do, this is what, what we do every day. We're look at our awards. We win every year. We have a line of customers around the block. We have the best reviews. We add massive value. You know what? We charge for it. The people appreciate it. And you get a buyer like me who I don't want to, I don't want the cheap person. I will run. If somebody says they're the cheapest, I run because I don't want cheap. I want value. Tell me this is the reason why we're the best. And this is why you should do what you're doing. Um, I will make a purchase and I will go with them because I want the best. Because, And so when you sell like that, the people who don't make are generalists. Generalists don't make any money. If you're a specialist, you add massive value. You have your eye. That's the other thing. You will attract your best customer and you'll, you'll get rid of the ones who don't value you. And that's the other thing. Is, so when you were talking about, whenever you look at businesses, first thing is you're pricing too low raise your prices and people think i'm crazy they're like there's no way i'm gonna lose all the business and every time i do it 
Usually they double the prices. They lose. I'm like, how does it feel to do this, to have to work and make the same amount of money? Feels pretty damn good. That was a long winded answer, but I hope that that gets thinking on this. No, that is, uh, that was very helpful. And, um, makes a lot of sense on why like we kind of like each other because uh i'm a big big dan kennedy student and uh he changed my life when he said um the 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 person that can spend the most money to acquire a customer wins so i went to find out how can i spend the most money to acquire a customer and we talked about like my books and everything like that that's part of my strategy like i'm willing to spend the money i was working with this company and they were like oh we don't want to spend that money we're not sure they were doing all this stuff and i was like why do you have that kind of mentality or that attitude when you can make so much money from this particular customer or prospect and i always coach like or teach students i'm like listen right we're in like the real estate like it is commodity but the pricing on real estate, the money that you can make from investing a few hundred dollars is like, why would you not? Right. So people are like, oh, how much does it cost? I'm like, whatever it takes is what I'm willing to invest. That single quote, whoever the, the person that's willing to spend the most to acquire a customer wins, that is my favorite quote by him. And that's why I want to go create books and I do offline marketing. Everything that I do uh, is because of that quote. And um, most people are thinking the complete opposite. I want to spend as as little as possible. I'm like, I can. I want to spend however much I can to get that customer, to get that client. So I appreciate you saying that, Dan. A big, big, big Dan Kennedy student. Uh, do you get his newsletter? Of course. Okay. Do you, do you, um, I was um. Do you know about well the January? I, I don't know if you know already, but the January newsletter. You'll see me on the front. Uh, they feature me inside uh, January oh, 2023. Man. Yeah, you. so I'm on a, I'm on there. I'm in there. I'm on there twice, but that was the most recent one. So yeah, major Dan Kennedy student. I appreciate him so much. He he literally changed my life by understanding commodity pricing offers. So with that, I would like to hear from you. Uh, help me understand, like maybe some ways that like real estate agents, real estate investors, like Mark, like the audience, like what are some ways that they can make their value or like make an offer compared to everybody else. So they're not a commodity like the, uh, the rest of the market. Yeah. So it's, it's really good to be intentional. About you. So what I like to do whenever I think about new business ideas is I think about myself as who I look at the market and think about pains and desires. And when it comes to pains, it comes to desires. There's two types. There's the headache problems, and then there's the migraine problems. Migraines are splitting things that you can't deal with, and you got to do something. And the same thing with um, with dreams. A lot of times, people have what I call the Cleveland or the, the Europe. So here's think of it like this: If somebody offered you a three-day trip to Cleveland, which one are you get excited about? That or a three-week all-expenses-paid trip to Europe with all the best hotels, all the best food? Europe, all day long. And so, you know, when you look at what you're do doing, one of the big things that you do right away is you have, when you talk to your customers, any type of people, house doing whatever, most of the time when you're talking to them, they're giving you their Cleveland answers. You're like, what do you want? Oh, here's my Cleveland thing that's boring that we think we can get with pricing. Well, I don't want to know what your Cleveland answer is. I want to know what your dream is. Because You'll probably know this quote too. I always butcher it, but people will do anything for those who have their dreams, justify their failures, their rocks, their enemies. And that's a, that's a very famous copywriting quote. So the person who's going to be massively successful in this and not be a commodity is the person talking about their dreams. If you're going in there and you're talking about what do you want, everyone else is asking the same thing. 
you don't you don't tell them you're not a commodity you demonstrate them not a commodity so you know when you're when you're in there and you're talking to them and you are doing all these things you have to change the way you do it thing is you have to pick the right customer this is something that you can control most of the time most businesses are talking to anybody and they're trying to everyone and of the if you have 10 customers two of them you'll love two of them you'll hate you don't want to work with them so, so reflect on your business and figure out who your customers are make a note and then go, go interview them find where they are so another Danity thing is go where the fit i mean you've heard the story about playing a jewelry person with the horses horse auction go where your customers are go get them and if you find out that you have a certain type of customer you don't want set up all your marketing and repel them get rid of them and fo focus on your best customers because if you're a specialist like the example of the of the plumber who only does renovation if your marketing is only attracting them that's who you're going to get and when you go through your value proposition you're like here's all the people and here's all the massive value here's all the testimonials the people that you've served look like them sound like them have the same net worth and talk to them they want to do business with people that like their tribe and so they'll do business with you but if you try to serve everybody it's just going to be a diluted message you're going to have a business you hate i mean if you when i look at businesses like for example my resume service i serve successful people in the world well i mean because my testimonials are for people that they know i've got people will say here's what i've done and here's the results i've got when they send it's funny i always i always think it's hilarious like somebody sends me a, a referral and they're like oh yeah i'm so-and-so's friend he's the ceo of this company where do i send them? where do i wire the money to like it's not even a conversation it's just like where do i do business like the person who's going to sell the most it for you is your customers and so if you want to add massive value pick your customer and stick to your guns only do business with that customer because if you you try to do business with everybody, it's gonna it's gonna be hard to be to run a business like that. So you just you just mentioned like uh, like typically right, and these are typically my anti avatar. They want to come in and they want to they just want I I want all referrals right, but there's also a process to referrals. You just talked about that process a little bit. Those people they come in they want the referrals because you really don't have to sell the referrals. They come in and they're ready to buy. So could you like based on your experience, can you take us through a process or is, is there a way that we can create a system or a process that generates those referrals for us that we want but we're not like well that most want but they're not realistically uh implementing a system for i'm i'm going to take a page from dan kennedy that i've learned from him and what works <laughs> very simple here's what doesn't work let's start with that first when you go ask for referrals the question people ask is do you have any friends that you can refer that might need a house what's the response you get no i can't think of anything your conversation's done you're dead you're over what you, they have nobody to refer you okay and also if they do i mean you know how it feels like if somebody calls you their, their friend calls you and says hey i've got a friend who does this can i refer you no i'm not straight maybe later done so how do you create an environment where you generate referrals and you teach your clients how to refer to business that's the magic the magic question without a magic answer it's information marketing so what happened, let's, let's redo this example and say, for example, you had something that now I'm going to break, there's, let me try to simplify this. When you were a buyer, you go through different phases. 
at the end, you're in decision phase where you're ready to go, you're making a decision, you're ready to pull the trigger. Way months or years ago, you're in the awareness phase where you're just like thinking about stuff and, and these things. Well, who's going to be more successful? The real the realtor who gets a, a lead or somebody who's been marketing somebody for six months to a year. Well, the guy has been marketing that for six months to a year because they've been listening to you, they've been watching your content, they're listening about your analysis, the jokes, they know your kids, they show up, they're like, okay, I've been watching your stuff for six months, I know what I want, show me the thing. So you got to think about, like, if you want to compete, if you want to have massively better results, you got to get there upstream before they even think about buying a house or selling their house or whatever they're trying to do. So how do you do that? Well, you give them a piece of value that's, that they want but doesn't have to commit to a sales engagement. Because not about you, but I hate talking to salespeople. I'm a salesperson. I hate talking to salespeople. I hate it. Like, we're, we're terrible. Like, most salespeople are horrible to talk with. Sorry, people, but, like, seriously, the, the normal consumer doesn't want to have sales situations. You don't either. If you want to go talk to somebody, buy a car, and you just want to get the car, and want to get the price. You don't have to talk to somebody. And so even if you're a great person, you're still having to, to deal with all the bad exes that these consumers have had with salespeople. And so even if you're a referral, you still have to get over that and build a rapport. And so they don't want to have a conversation with you to explore what their needs are and how you can help them in the market. They don't want that. So how do you get them? Well, you give them something that maybe they want that's that's information-based. In exchange for an email, here's a report about what's going on zip code or this area town and what I think the changes are in the future. Okay, well, you get a, you build a report, you get them on your list, and then the next six months, you, you add value. You don't sell. You just add value. You send tips, tricks, what's going on, and then I guarantee the person they're going to call is you. They don't have to have a call to action in your, your email. They're going to, you're on their list. If I asked you, you're, um, who, if you need to get quote for auto insurance, you'd probably have three uh, companies that come to mind. Well, they did their job to market to you so you were top of, they were top of mind. Same thing. If somebody's ready to buy a house or sell a house, you want to be on their top three list. And so you do that by being in their email list. So they're like plugging away. Their wife says, hey, I need to sell this house. They get an email from you. Well, they've been watching your emails for six months. They don't even have to like find a call to action in your email. They'll go to your website, they'll find your phone number, they'll call you. Hope that's helpful. But but see, it's different because because what usually happens is like when you try to sell a friend to do a, a thing, usually you're like, oh yeah, this product service is awesome, go do this thing. And the person's like, okay, and they never do it. Maybe one out of 10 people who the, your, your clients are telling you about are going to actually call you because calling you a very huge barrier and they're only going to do it when they're in decision phase. So if you want to get 10 times the people that will convert in six months, get them when they're normal learning phase, awareness, get them up, upstream. And when you're there, get on their email list, add value with information. It's information marketing. And, and, and that, this is probably one of the biggest changes that happens because, you know, when you go to sell their house and property and they're your avatar, then, and you've only talked to them and they've been seeing your success stories and all this stuff, you've already pre-sold them. Your sales job is just picking up the phone and saying, hey, where do you, when, do you, when do you want to sign the paperwork for me to list your house? That's it. You sell, you, you sell more about your customers and their value they experience and actually being on the phone with them. That's actually the lowest thing you can do. The, the, the masters at this game are selling way ahead of you are, if you haven't done this. 
Thanks for sharing that. Uh, one of the things that you mentioned is like a result. And sometimes I'll get clients in and they like, they're like, oh, me, 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 me. I did this. I did this. I did that. Or get this. And it's like, what is it's like? I'm like, can you help us see what a result is? So what I would like to pose to you is like, how, like, what does that mean? Like, what's a result? How can people understand what's a result that they can help a customer or a prospect understand or get versus just saying, hey, I'm a real estate agent. Come do business with me. One of the, one of the things that you can do is you consumer advocate. So you can give them information and like information is one of the biggest things you provide them. Information analysis on the market. You, you don't. If you earn the spot in the customer's mind as being the expert, they'll just listen to you. And so if you're adding value, you're giving them analysis of what's going on, talk about tips and tricks, you tell these things. And buyers are, some buyers are savvy and experienced, some are not. So if your target avatar is a new home buyer, I know nothing. I didn't own property before, so I needed information. So the that did a good job of educating us and helping us answer and actually being a provider of value and information probably less than the people who who just wanted to get us signed up and help us find a property. And so what I guess what I'm getting at is there's a lot of people like, like the lizard part of our brain wants results tomorrow. We want to do the least amount of possible work to get the results. If you're a realtor or you're a real estate agent and you want to sell property, well you want to get results, you get the commission. Makes sense. Here's the thing. The customers you're dealing with this relationship might be with them for 20 years and you may sell their property two or three times. And so they're looking at it from a long-term relationship. So you should be too, because a lot, if you look at some of the most successful real estate people, they're successful is not because of the marketing and the efforts they did this year. It's all the stuff they did two years ago or 10 years ago or five years ago that's coming to fruition. For start, it's harder because you got to get, you got to get sales and got to get paid. But think of it from a long-term game. Like, you play the long-term game where you just work to add massive value by edu educating your buyer or seller, uh, giving them tip tips or tricks, giving them insider information that you know in your experience. They're just going to, in your in their brain, you're a real estate person. And whenever they have questions, they're going to call you. And then they have friends who are asking questions. They're going to be like, call this. Also, with the with the referral thing, if you train, if you have a piece like a, like a, like a lead magnet or a special report that you're putting together, Instead of saying, hey, Mr. Customer, can you refer friends that are in decision phase? You're like, no, 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 Mr. Customer, I have this thing that will educate people. Do you have friends who may be thinking about buying their house that I can give this to them? And then they'll say, hey, they'll send out email to their friends. Hey, do you want this report that will give you information? Oh, yeah, yeah, give that to me. You have that person six months before they're going to buy a house or sell a house. That's a lot. That's very valuable because you're getting the person before they're even in the market. You're getting them before they're on the radar of anybody. That is where you win. You do that for six months straight. Six months later, you have people converting into sales or, or, or clients that you can sell the property for. And it's a snowball effect. In years, you have this massive list of people who trust you, who are sending referrals your way. Uh, you have clients who are trained on how to refer you business. That's how you win. Absolutely. So I want to show you okay. something. I think you sure. will. It's, it's relevant to what we just talked about. Right. So like you're saying, it's like if you could give that customer, that prospect, something that they could give to somebody else, they would really appreciate. And that's why I'm like, I'm a big fan of like creating books. Right. So just today, this came in. 
it is a book that I publish on how to sell, rent, or lease your house stress-free, right? So when I start the marketing campaign, I'm going to give two of these to the people that opted in to receive this book. And I'm going to tell them, hey, give one away to somebody else that you think would appreciate that. And they're giving away a book, an informational tool instead of just a marketing item. And it's like so violent and so important because it's going to bring you referrals and get you more leads. Um, so I am a big fan of doing exactly what you just said. I appreciate that, man. We can geek out all day. So um, one of the things I would like to hear from you is um, I want to hear about a lesson that you learned and you think everyone should learn in their in their business or in their life. Like, your journey creating these businesses and these startups. Tell us something that everybody should learn uh, that they maybe haven't. Yeah, that's it's a great question. I gave it some thought, and the one of the this is the experience that it's it's so it's so random. It's it's such a random thought and way of thinking that's the way I think about business and life and working with people. Because oftentimes you have to work with people on a daily basis anything done. You are, I mean, it's your clients, it's your business partners. If you run a business, it's your employees. How do you get stuff done when you're not in charge? When you have nothing, when you have nothing that you can do. And and so, one of the, the one of the experiences that taught me the most about being successful in business is actually when I was a project manager before I quit my job, my nine to five job, because I was in a situation where. I had these massive budgets, like you know, million dollars of projects that needed to get done. And I mean, everyone here has probably worked on projects. You know how it is. You've got your day job and then you're assigned to projects. Well, listen to me, I couldn't tell them what to do. They just say, you know what, I got a full-time job, what am I gonna do? And so one of the things I had to learn was how to get things done and get get people to do stuff when I wasn't in charge. And I had no and so a lot of that was when it, you know learning how to do that by talking about outcomes and win-wins and kind of engineering situations to get that and i it's hard to it's hard it's probably not the best answer but that's that's something that really changed the way it's one lesson that i learned that's really because now with my teams that i got i what i do is i mean this this kind of segues into talent and hiring people i from the perspective of talent i hire people to tell me what to do i want them to come in and say and me to say hey they, i want them to ask me what are our goals and objectives what's what's the vision here and i'm going to say here's what we need and then i want me okay here's the tools i need here's our plan here's how we need to execute and then i want them to tell me here's where i need you to remove roadblock out of the way that's what i want and so you know i only learned that from being my project manager perspective where i got stuck in this position so now now that's that's what i look for with with talent to come in and really say here's what needs to get done and let me get out of the way and I do that with everybody, like my writing team, my I have a few virtual assistants that work for me. I've got um, you know, my sales team. They all the same thing. I mean, I, I, I'm looking at outcomes. Like, what are we trying to do? And let me get you, let me listen to get the things so we get there. So. Thanks. Uh, tell us, so tell me, like, what's one thing about your field of expertise that no one agrees with you about? The magic green button. What's that? What's the magic green button? This is something that I find in every single business arena, like everywhere. And it drives me crazy. And everybody likes to say my, my business or my industry is different. And it drives me crazy. So here's, here's what it is. 
So if you were providing services or product or whatever to big companies or small companies, the or whatever, it's the the arrangement's like this for a month or two months, and maybe I'll pay you in 60 days. And a lot of times what happens is in 60 days when you're supposed to get paid, and by the way, you might have staff that you've paid work for a couple of days. Think about contractors, think about people doing maintenance, anything. And then all of a sudden they say, well, you know, sorry, it's going to be another 30 days away paid. What are you going to do? Your big, biggest customer, you've got several hundred thousand dollars worth of money you got to pay your staff on the hook. A lot of companies just, they, they take the money and they, they kind of have to take the abuse. I don't like so what I like to is, what if you had the magic ring button? What if you can make all the money you ever made from a client now? What if you could push a button and get that now? Because it changes the way you think about things. So when it comes to working companies or, or providing services, I don't want to be, I don't want to wait. I want to do the work in January and get paid in March or April. I want to get paid January 1st and then do the work. And so this is something like I talk about all the time, which you disagree with me. I tell them stories about how I went and helped a service company get paid up front and then have a, like, uh, you know, change the way their billing cycle works so they can have cash flow to grow their business. Because a lot of times business people or, or, or entrepreneurs, we're really excited about sales. We're really excited about marketing. We love getting new business. But when we are finance, our brains kind of turn off. Now, not me. I'm in a, my, my background is accounting. I'm just talking to people I talk to. And my thing to them is, I'm like, the thing, like cash and money is like the blood of your business. And so if you don't have it, you're going to struggle and fail. So the magic green button is the thing that people disagree with me because like everybody else in our business does the work and then bills later, their customer not going to want to work with us. And they disagree with me all the time. And, and I'm like, my thought is, well, yeah, it's true for 80% of the market. So that's probably the group thinking. But what if you're the one person who doesn't do that? Do you want to have to suffer and maybe worry about not getting paid? And I mean, because the difference between revenue and cash flow is massive because you can have lots of revenue, but if you're not getting paid, why does it matter? So the magic ring button is whatever I work with people, I said, how do we get paid as much as possible for your services up front so you have the cash today to do what you want to do tomorrow? And also for you, like how nice is it, how nice is it would it be to get paid for six months of work instead of having to do the work and get paid later? Absolutely. Well, think about it. It's just it's it changes the way you think about stuff. That's why I call it the magic green button, because when we operate businesses, businesses are a money machine that prints money in our basement. And your money machine can be automated or it can be a manual print, but it doesn't matter. Your money machine is your business. And so I want to install the money, the magic green button on my money machine in the basement to print out cash as fast as possible. I don't want to wait. I want to get paid up. And that also comes back to the value, adding massive value and customers are lining up around the block to work with you. They're going to be willing to do things like that. And that's why that and that's the big. I mean, all, all the stuff ties together. Thanks. Could you tell us about one of your most impactful professional mentors? We already talked about it. Dan Kennedy. Oh man, I was I was I was I was hoping so. I was hoping you would pick. So let's let's hear about uh, who Dan Kennedy is. Tell us uh, tell us a little bit about it. Dan Kennedy, the man. He he is somebody who. I'll, here's how I think about him. Pretty much everything you look about online or hear people talk about marketing or sales, he's the godfather. All of that work was their stuff like 10 years later is derivative of what he did. For example, lead magnets, you know, he came up with that, Dan Kennedy. 
he was talking about doing this if you look back at his newsletters or stuff he's talking about doing all the stuff in the online marketing you know of today decades ago and he's the og and so he is the master what i like about dan kennedy is he's been around so long his, his premise is marketing and marketing needs to be the focus of every business you can't outsource this is the one thing you can't outsource you got to learn it yourself and you have to operate in a certain mindset like jerome said he, 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 well, he reflected what i was saying earlier which is the business that can spend the most money on acquiring customer wins so he has things like and the, and so what you what he talks about is you need to engineer your business in a way where it can be at that point which it can be the leader in, char in charging massive fees and getting massive results and really win with your target avatar other things he talks about is how to think about business differently um one of the big things he talks about and i think this is this is this actually happy that really does this is you know people you, you always hear people he is dead or this media is going to work or the new thing and this thing is like it's all media direct mail still works most real estate people do direct mail and it works it's the, the same concepts have never changed so what you want to do is you want to figure out who your target avatar is you want to figure out their pains and desires you want to get an offer in front of them that meets their pain points and gets them to take a decision that's it and so what's helpful for me is learning like the magic behind what it's doing and also how it is and so whenever I help people grow their businesses, what I typically do is the first thing I do is I look at and say, okay, well, let's look at your offers. They probably suck in their average. How do we make them really make, make them slam those offers? Next thing is, all right, well, now we have this. How do we set up a situation where you've got lead demand? It needs to be, it needs to be very simple. We, we, we throw out all the stuff that everyone, all the, all the fake gurus are saying, which is like, oh, you got to do this, do this, you got to do this. No, no, no. Very simple and basic. Do these things. Figure out your customer. Get an offer. You make massive more money than your competitors. Find, create the leads on demand, and then we fix your sales process, which is the sales generation thing. Which is like I teach them. Here's how you bring your customers in, and you actually have a sales process they want to be in. And it's funny when I I've taught this this process to probably three three folks already, and I mean this audience is a lot more sales focused, but these people don't have any sales experience. I, for example, I had a client, they, they were two artists who, who do stained glass and they hate salespeople. They're like, they hate me against it. They didn't even like me because I sounded too salesy. And I'm like, all right, do these two things. And they're like, there's no way this is going to work. The first time they did it, they made a new offer that was $9.97. They sold it 50 pounds. They're like, how the hell did this work? Wow. It's, I'm like, it's because people want to, here's the thing. People want to buy. But if you're a salesperson, you have commission breath, or are you making it about yourself? You're blocking the sale. So I'm like, just read these few things and they have these massive results and then my i work with a i have a flooring girl who sells flooring in, in san antonio texas and i was like she, she talk about the epitome of a of, of a commodity problem literally going in there and getting quotes and they're like oh look at this price I'm like look we're going to change a couple things about this and you're going to double your you're going to double your orders she's like there's no way i'm like all right so it happens you email me you know how long it took for her to email me the next day Wow. <laughs> well, it's because it's because we fixed your sales problem. I mean, all you have to do, I mean, the, the thing about it is if you have the right sales process in the right sales training, it's gurus who like rah, 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 and like loud and have lots of social media following. They're wrong. They don't know what they're doing. Sales is very simple. You get people to think about Europe instead of Cleveland, headaches 
I mean, uh, migraines and headaches, and you put an offer in front of them that gets them to their Europe. Everyone else is in. I'm like, look, with this boring thing, what's their dream that they want? And then what are they trying to settle for? You get mama who wants her dream floor. She's the one who sells the deal, not you. You know, because I, I, my, you know, if she, you know how it is. Like, I'm, I'm the husband. I let's go the cheaper version. I mean, I know I am, but you know, if she says, you know, babe, this is, this is my really want this. Well, I want like to have her dream, and I'm on board. You know, she doesn't use it all the time, but you know, if she does. That's what we do because I want to get her a dream. Same thing is, if you can activate their dream, their, their Europe. Instead of having them settle for Cleveland, they will do anything for you. They will make it work because that's what they really want. You're not going to do shit to go to, to Cleveland, but you will work your ass off to go to Europe. And so whenever I work with anybody, when I work with any clients, I want to know what is your massively change your life. And I'm going to get you that because that that's that's the kind of stuff that you do. You have clients who are with you forever and who, who won't shut up talking about it. They will annoy their friends with how badly their, their friends to call you. That's what you want. You want clients where you add so much value that they pester their friends for you. Don't do anything. Let the friends do Let your clients be your best cheerleaders. Nobody cares about what you say about yourself. Everybody cares what, you ever, what your clients say about you, though. I agree. Um, I, I got another, uh, and you know, I'm geeking out because of Dan Kennedy, but I got like this book here. And it's nothing but what my clients say about me. It's like a hundred and something pages. And that's not even all of them. I make sure I send it to my customers and prospects because I understand that it doesn't matter what I say. It doesn't matter um, how much I try to convince them. It's my customer. It's what other people are saying. It's those other real experiences that really matter. So, um, yeah, I, I appreciate that. Um, we're, getting, we're getting close to the end. I don't want to hold you too much longer. So I want to ask you some questions. And I'll start off with... Uh, some value add questions is what I call them. And uh, first one is like, what is the biggest challenge you're facing in your business? Well, particularly with the people I'm coaching, it's uh -huh. limiting mindsets. Okay. But, and, and here's, so you, uh, you've probably heard this story before, but I, I think it's helpful because some people have it. Uh, it's a very sad story, but it's helpful. Back in the day when they used to train elephants, they used to use these very, very, uh, when the elephant was a baby, they used these chains around their leg to keep them from moving. And the elephant would try to escape these chains, but would never be able to escape. Well, as an adult, the elephant stopped trying to put a rope around them. But the elephant has a mindset that they can't escape. Even if you walk up to the elephant, they see another elephant escaping, they won't change their own belief system about it. Because that, that this is their experience, even though you and I, the observer, know it's different. Same thing happens with business owners. When I talk to business owners, I'm like, how much do you want to make? They're like, $1,000 a month. I'm like, are you kidding me? Why don't you make $50,000 a month? Or, or real people, real estate people. I want to make 10. Why don't you make 100000 a month? And they're like, wow, I didn't know I could think of like that. And I'm not saying it from a negative perspective because this is how people are taught. You are ingrained with this chain. Most people are ingrained with these chains from the moment they're born. Of You can't do that. You're not allowed to do that. You can't. You gotta. You have to. And the prop. The problem is that there's so much competition for mediocrity, but there's so much roominess. And so a lot of the work that I do with people is realizing and releasing it and saying, "Wow, I actually can be this successful." And when you start to to set the intention in the universe that you can, the universe will reward you and success. And so 
you know, that's that's a big thing. And so what I always ask people is, when you're, if you're listening to this, what are the things that you're, that are your chains that are holding you back? The idea of making $100,000 a month in profit a month, does that even seem, does that seem real to you? Does that just seem like this big number I pulled out of my hat? Because the people who say to themselves, well, I'm thinking like five, 10, but 100,000, that's my year up or a million a year, or what it doesn't matter what the number is. I'm just giving you some ways thinking about it. That's how you change people's lives. If you can help somebody release the limiting belief that they can actually do that, then they actually will. That's, that's the biggest thing that's, that's, that I'm working on because how to do it's easy. Once you have, once you can see the vision in your head of here's how, what it's going to look like. That's easy to see it. You're, all you're going to see is this tiny number of 5,000, 10,000 a month. And that's what you're going to be stuck with because the universe will give you what you ask for. So if you're asking for that, that's what you're going to get. I don't want that. Thanks. You know, people, people who are listening to your podcast, they're, here's the thing. People who invest in themselves with education, you are doing the extra things that are going to make you successful. But you have to make it a choice to make yourself that successful. And you go choice. Do you want to have your Cleveland or do you want to have Europe? I want Europe. Do you want Europe? You want Europe. All the things you're doing, Jerome, you are going after Europe. And that's why I'm very impressed with the show. I mean, it's, you've done a great job. I, I also like all your books. I think it's cool. You got a bookshelf right back there. Sorry. You, you didn't ask for my opinion on that, but. No, I, I appreciate you. I appreciate you're authentic and I really appreciate that. So, um, yeah. How, so the next question is like a little self-serving. How can someone add immediate value to you or your business? So what I hope, I hope the listeners got value out of what I've shared with today and hopefully about just the achieving the world. Um, the, the, the way more is to on my website, which is nouveaustartups.com. There's a, there's a case study you can watch, which is, some more content about how to learn how to do some of this stuff. And my whole thing is I put content to massive results. Um, thing when I talked about with, with the realtors, if you, you are being the person, person add massive value, when you look for it, when you need help with something, who's the first person I'm going to call me because I've added massive value and ask for anything. I just added massive value and that's how it works. And so if you go to the website, get the case study, um, that's a good way to start, you know, me starting out, you know, last year I started this by accident with one of my friends, uh, last, so I started doing this last probably six months. I've gotten, you know, clients mass assess. My plan is to do stuff like this, do the volunteer work, uh, build out an email list, build out a social media presence, just, uh, kind of repeat what you're doing, which is doing the books and being a speaker and stuff plan. Okay. But for, for the people watching, get on the email list, uh, over there next few months that's all i'm going to do i'm going to give you massive value if you learn something today i'm just going to teach you more stuff and help you get closer to your dream which is you know the, all the freedom that you want awesome uh how can someone add long-term value to you or your business same same thing you know the, the way i look at it is yeah you know um i look at what i do now as relationship i get to I, I i worked for years to acquire the knowledge experience i got now i'm at the point where i, I get to work with whoever i want Want and I get to do some really cool things. Um, adding ma massive value, I want you, the listeners, if you get on my email list and I can add some massive value, I want you to be that person who's bugging your friends to, to go to events or check out videos and stuff because you know that I've added, I helped you so much in your life that it's going to help them next. That, same thing with your clients. You know, you want to you do a great job for them so that they 
you know, they do for your friends. Awesome. So it's, it's time for the closing table in real estate. We have the closing table. That means it's time to close things down. So with that, I pose to you some closing table questions. The first question I have is what are three books that you recommend to the audience and why? Three, three books and why these, the, the ones that I say are, are often repeated. And so I'm going to say them again because I, I think they're so powerful. First one, I win friends and influence people. You know, too often we as people, we we're, we don't realize how important it is to have really, really good relationships and how to work with people. And that's another, uh, you know, it's a book that, that just, it's timeless. It was written over a hundred years ago and it still works till this day. And I'm, I'm Jerome, you probably read it, <laughs> but it's, it's a massive, it's a, it's a great book. Uh, second book, this is by, um, uh, Alex Hermosi, it's called $100 Million Offers. The, the re I like it for a different reason than most people like it though, because I think Alex Hermosi is a person who distills knowledge, very complicated terms into simple terms, which is what you need to do. And he, he makes it repeatable because a lot of business concepts are boring and they've got jargon words like that nobody remembers. But for example, uh, this is not from him. Um, he just repeats it, but it's from a different person. Uh, uh, have you, you probably heard this before because you're a Kennedy person, but if you're going to open up a, a food truck, what do you want as your competitive advantage? The hottest burgers, the freshest ingredients, the cheapest costs? No, you want a starving crowd. That Those are the kind of things that people remember. I want to be in a business that has people who are starving who will pay me anything I want. And so he talks about that. But one of the things that he also talks about, which is, which is a very subtle way he talks about, which is how to pick your avatar which is you want to be in an industry that's growing. So you don't want to be in the newspaper industry, for example, because even if you're the best salesperson, best offer, you're not going to buy it because it's, it's going down. You pick your market, you pick your offer, you pick your salesperson. And you want to pick the avatar that's easiest to identify and target. Now, that took me a really long time to figure out because I have this, car, this target avatar, but I can never market to them. So if you can't market to your person, how are you going to it's going to, it's going to struggle. So his thing is pick the one that's easiest to target. I, I, I mean, that's, he, that's not his main preference, but that's one that I was like, oh, dang. I was talking to the marketing. I'm like, damn, that's, that's small. And it seems stupid when we talk about it, but like when you're in yeah, there, marketing, it's yeah. Uh, third one, let me look at my shelf here. I should probably call out Dan Kennedy, which is magnetic marketing. It's a great one too. That's, that's that, the one and, that changed my life. Yeah. You hear me talk about it all the time. Like I tell people, whenever I talk about offers, you know, there's the two ends of it. There's the casino offer, which you talked about. And then the other one, which is the more specialist offer. So whenever I, most of the time when I work, well, I'm helping them make specialist offers because that's how I do it. I have a specialist offer and I get, I add way that much value as he's got it on the shelf. Yeah, I've got, but, but yeah, those are the three. Dale Carnegie's, uh, how to win friends, influence people, hundred million dollar offers, and then the magnetic marketing. It really changes the way you think about stuff. Thank you. Uh, I appreciate you so much. I can't believe it's been, what, 55 minutes. With that, um, tell us how we can find out more about you online. Yeah, first place is check my website, uh, nouveaustartups.com. And again, there's the case down there that if you want to download and get on my email list. If you don't want to watch it, you still get on the email list by doing that. Um, my premise for emailing is add massive value and you'll build an audience of people who want to hear from you. So that's my plan. Um, 
And then every once in a while, I'll probably build some programs if people want to join them, they can, but it's not like a, again, this is something I'm doing for fun because I, I'm a nerd and I like business. So, so yeah. Kind of like me. So if you could, uh, if you could close us out with one word, what word would that be? Just one word, no sentence, no explanation. What would it be? Prosperity. Prosperity. Appreciate that. Um, yeah. Why prosperity? I want, I, want everyone here to live, I want everyone here to live an abundant life because if you're living in scarcity, it's it's harder. It's, it's hard to think clearly. But if you live in prosperity and abundance and you know the universe is going to reward you, for your, it just changes everything. The way you think, the way you plan, the way you dream. So prosperity is the one I want to choose. Alexander, this has been excellent. Can't believe it's been 50 something minutes. Uh, I appreciate you so much because we had fun. Now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to close us out. I need you. Uh, could you wait around for like two minutes? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to close us out and then we'll talk in the green room. But thank you so much. I appreciate you. Sure.